I am Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are getting into the first Galilean tour. And this is found in three Gospels as well. Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 through 25. It is also found in Mark 1, 35 through 39. And finally, we find it again in the book of Luke chapter 4, verses 42 through 44. Again, like last time, be reading from Matthew, excuse me, Mark chapter 1, and we will begin in verse 35. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next town, that they may preach there also, for this is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogue and casting out demons. Here we have Jesus rising up before the sun is up, before, well, it's still dark. And, you know, it's not like us where we can tell uh, Siri or Alexa or whatever to turn on the lights for us or, <laughs> you know, um, have a, a daylight that slowly lights up. Or It seems to be that uh, this is one of the first times Jesus Christ did this. Mm-hmm. And I understand why. The previous day was a very intense one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the teaching in the synagogue. It was uh, the healing of a demon-possessed in a synagogue. At noon, it was the healing of Simon's mother-in-law. In the evening, the whole town came to Jesus Christ, and they were healed. And, and now Jesus Christ uh, went to talk to his father. Mm-hmm maybe to talk about uh, what happened, uh, to talk about what's next. And Jesus Christ always found new energy, new resources while planning with his father the next step of his ministry. Yeah. And this is the, you know, the beginning of his ministry in Galilee. The disciples not quite used to him. In the beginning, the disciples were seasonal, Mm-hmm. in between agricultural season, now they little by little become more permanent disciples and they have the chance to notice what Jesus Christ is doing. What's interesting, the, the reason why they're coming out to find Jesus is because people are bothering them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I can't sleep, I got to get up, where's Jesus? Um, and they're, they're going out early in the morning saying, people are looking for you. Yeah, we see Peter, who is very much influenced by the crowd, but mm-hmm. not Jesus. Yeah, Jesus knows exactly what is his job, what is his responsibility. And I like how he answered. He said, let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there, for that is why I came out. Based on Jesus' answer, I have the feeling that Jesus' preaching ministry was kind of limited mm-hmm. by this huge amount of healings. Jesus' first goal was to preach the good news, mm-hmm. to reveal the Father. 
and healing the sick was a supportive ministry, right? To demonstrate that uh, he is uh, divine, he's coming from God, and whatever he says is coming from the Lord, that he's the right Messiah. But uh, too many miracles might hinder his main goal, that is to preach the gospel. So they decided to move to another place, and this is how he started the first tour of this province of Galilee, going from town to town, from synagogue to synagogue, preaching the gospel and casting out demons. And this really gets down to the, you know, that saying, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man to fish, he will eat for life. Um, you know, if Jesus ran around and, and spent his whole three years on earth just healing people, we would have three and a half years of um, low low hospital bills. But that's it. The important Jesus was trying to share was the principles of the kingdom of heaven. He wanted um, humanity to know who God was, that God mm -hmm. loved us, and how we as humans had taken that and and twisted it. You know, he, mm -hmm. he's there to speak against the traditions that had been put up as, as biblical standards, uh, mm -hmm. uh, religious standards that people needed to follow to get to God. And, and Jesus is about his father's business of, of sharing who he is. He can't not heal. Uh, walking by and seeing people in pain, you know, when I see my kids hurting, I'll do anything I can to, to stop that hurt. Mm -hmm. and, and that's his desire. So what does this passage tell us about Jesus? I see... Um, a couple of uh, elements uh, for this answer. First, Jesus Christ knows exactly who he is and what is his mission. Mm -hmm. And the crowds cannot sway him to do whatever they want. Um, he makes all the decisions together with his Father. And this is why spending time uh, early in the morning way before the sunrise was very important for him. And I see here that Jesus is also not swayed by ego. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you think everyone's looking for you. They, they want to be with you. And, yeah, you're and, so important. Yeah, you're so important and they love you and all these things. And, and Jesus' response is, let's go. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not sticking around and I'm not here to receive praise and reward. I'm here to share this message. In the same way, these people in Capernaum who had been healed needed sometimes to process mm -hmm. that information, to internalize it, to make it part of their lives. In the same way, other people needed to see Jesus, to uh, encounter Jesus, and primarily to hear Jesus Christ preach the gospel. What is this passage? How is this speaking to us today? It can speak to us on both ends as those who receive the gospel, mm -hmm. how we process the presence of God versus the voice of God, the message of God, and also on the giving, because all of us, we're going to see later in Matthew chapter 28, all of us are called by God to not only be his disciples, but uh, to work with Jesus Christ and make other disciples. 
Mm -hmm. So on the giving side of the gospel, we should be very careful not to focus on just one person or one family. I've seen people who have been praying for one person a whole life and they neglected the whole mm -hmm. world around them. So we have to talk with God and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? This is what I hear from this passage. Go to your knees, talk to your father, make the plans together, be ready to go wherever he sends you. Yeah, I like that. What are we going to do about it then? Um, and I, I think for me, if we're going to know God's will, if we're going to know what he wants us to do, then we need to be connected to him. And we don't have uh, Jesus, like we said last time, in a, in a building where we can go sit down, speak to him face to face, human to human, like um, we speak to other people. He speaks to us uh, many different ways. That he, One of the biggest ways is through his word. Mm -hmm. uh, he speaks to us through nature. He speaks to us through other godly people. God speaks to us through our thoughts and our uh, impressions. And, and, and there's many ways that God speaks to us. But we need to be in tune with those. And if we only focus on thoughts and impressions, we can be led astray. Um, we, we need something to filter our thoughts through. I'm wondering uh, how did Peter respond Mm -hmm. to the words of Jesus, let's go to another place, to the next towns. Because what's very interesting, what happened the night before was that his house became the center of attention. Mm -hmm. It was the real headquarters of Jesus' ministry right there in Capernaum. And Capernaum was the headquarters for the whole uh, province of Galilee. Mm -hmm. That means Peter should have felt good about that, right? It, he was the center of attention. Yeah. Let's go to Peter's house, right? And now Peter have to leave that place and go to others. Mm -hmm. It's not quite easy, especially when you uh, experience the presence of God in your house. When you see his hand with you day by day, now going to another place, unfamiliar, new, with new people, uh, that you might not uh, understand or communicate well, mm -hmm. it's not quite comfortable. So what I hear God uh, saying to me and what I'm called to do is to make sometimes steps, big leaps out of faith and go to places that are, I might not be comfortable to go. And how can we share with others? I, I think going itself is sharing with others when we step outside of our comfort zone as you just said mm -hmm. um and it's not about serving us but it's about serving others when we're on a mission those things themselves are sharing with other people uh it's interesting here that uh, mark this is john mark from the book of acts who started his first missionary journey with Paul, mm -hmm. but um, later he split and joined uh, Barnabas, and later he joined Peter's missionary team. So most of the gospel of Mark is uh, his notes from Peter's sermons. 
and it seems that Peter doesn't say too much here about how he reacted to mm-hmm. <laughs> to to Jesus saying, "Let's go now to the next towns." We spent a good time here in in Capernaum. It's about time to move on. I always pray that the Lord will give me that disposition of the heart to be able to do whatever the Lord says. And when the disposition is there and uh, God's hand is visible and when we see results, we just share that naturally. Let us pray. Father God, our greatest joy in life is being in relationship with you. Amen. And Father, we want everyone to experience this relationship not because of any benefit that we would get, but because of the benefit they would get. Amen. And so, Father, I pray that we would be in tune with you. We would be willing to stop what we're doing and get up and go if you asked us. Amen. Even if it meant leaving behind a successful um, ministry or a successful job or a successful life, that, that we would be willing to go wherever you call Father, I pray that we will be students of your word, that we will make it a habit each day to spend time in your word so that uh, when we have thoughts and impressions, these are filtered through what you have already instructed us, that we may be faithful to your calling. So go with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.